Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, July 5th, 2021. Well, I hope you had a wonderful time celebrating the 4th of July yesterday. I know since I have moved to Idaho, man, that is one holiday they do right in Idaho. Such a fun time, and I hope you did. Maybe you're getting up a little bit slower today. Maybe you've got today off of work to celebrate the holiday, Uh, but you probably had the United States of America more on your mind this morning than normal. And obviously, as Christians, there's so much we can thank God for about our nation, and there's also so many things that should concern us about our nation and its spiritual state as well. And so we're going to be helped by looking at a nation that is about to experience something of a revival as they discover something that was basically hidden in plain sight. And we want to think about that and even let that spur us on in our prayers and our efforts to see revival here in the United States of America. And we want to look today at Second uh, Kings 20 through 22. And as we do this, the first couple chapters, first we'll pick up Hezekiah and we see uh, a good thing as he is healed from a sickness at the beginning of chapter 20. We see an unfortunate thing as he kind of shows off for the Babylonian envoys later in the chapter, and even God uh, pronounces a judgment upon that, and Hezekiah kind of responds by saying, well, eh, well, at least it's not going to happen while I'm alive. Not maybe the the best response that you would hope for, uh, hopefully not the response that we would have if we learned about upcoming judgment on our nation. And then you see Hezekiah's son uh, really as a wicked ruler, bringing in all kinds of idolatry, even into the temple itself. Uh, Just not a good time. And then we, though, come to a king you've probably heard of before, a king named Josiah. Now, Josiah is uh, one of those kings, again, there's so many kings of Judah, but probably one of the ones you've heard of because one, he was a good king, and two, because he was a boy king. He was eight years old, it says, in 2 Kings 22, when he began to reign. And when he's about 18 years old, it seems that he really seeks to start following the Lord. And he has them repair the temple. And as they prepare the temple or repair the temple, they find that the high priest uh, says, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Now, Who'd have thunk it, right? Who would have thought that you would find the book of the law in the house of the Lord? That's why I say it was somewhat hiding in plain sight. It was right there where you'd kind of expect it to be. But it seems that the book of the law had not so much been hidden as it had been just ignored and neglected. But then they they read it. They consult with this prophetess and they really seem to seek to repent. And even there are encouraging words Uh, given to King Josiah at the end of this chapter, really about his repentance and uh, how even though judgment is coming, it will come after his time. But then we're going to see Josiah really set about a bunch of reforms in this nation, but it all kind of begins as they find the book of the law and begin to read it. 
And so now as we think about our own nation and our own desires to see our nation, which seems to be moving more and more uh, into wickedness and just more and more upfront and outright in its rejection of God, as we seek revival, one of the things that we've got to do is recover really the word of God. And that's where I think, again, it's one of those things in our society that is kind of hidden right there in plain sight. In many ways, uh, people have more access to the Bible than they have ever had before. And really, a lot of that is due to technology, even uh, so many Americans possessing a smartphone of one kind or another where uh, you can get an online version of the Bible or a Bible app on your phone, right? It's never been more accessible than it is right now, but that doesn't mean that it's being read more than ever right now. And the Bible obviously has had uh, somewhat of a central role in American history and just a place in the culture. Uh, but again, it's so much hiding there in plain sight. Uh, so many people have never actually read it. Even so many people uh, who would consider themselves to be religious or so many people who would consider themselves to be Christian have rarely ever read the Bible. And that is something that should grieve our hearts as Christians. And honestly, that is one of the reasons why we're doing this Bible reading program and we're doing this podcast. We want really genuinely, we don't just say this in the intro every day. We want to see more people getting into God's word and getting more out of the word. If we are going to see revival in the United States of America, I can guarantee you it's going to be linked Uh, really with a revival from the Bible and a revival of people getting into the Bible. And so again, that's, we hope so much more than a name for this podcast, but really a desire of all of our hearts. And I just even want to ask you again to examine your own commitment to God's word. Is your commitment to God's word listening to this podcast? Just even want to remind you that this, um, This podcast is meant to be a supplement to your reading of the God's word, not a replacement of it. And I want to challenge you today. Who are you inviting to read the Bible with you? And that may be just an encouragement to somebody to read through the Bible for themselves, even encouraging them to start in some place like the Gospel of John so they can clearly see who Jesus is. Or maybe it's more specifically inviting somebody who's never really read through the Bible before to read through uh, even this reading plan with you. We need more of God's word. It's right there hiding in plain sight. It's everywhere, but we need to make sure we are in it. And we need to make sure that it is getting in us. And we want to be spreading that because it's only truly through the word of God that revival is going to come. And so I hope that this just encourages you in your own efforts to spread the good news of the gospel and just the wonders of God's word. And also just encourages you in your prayers for our nation that we would truly see a revival from the Bible. We need the Bible because it is what's going to point us towards the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins, rising again so that we might be saved, so that we might be redeemed. And we're going to see more about that news and how it should affect our lives as we finish Galatians chapter 2 today. So we look at Galatians chapter 2 and verses 11 through 21. And again here, remember the theme of Galatians, Paul is 
reminding them that we are saved by faith and not through works. And some of that becomes very apparent here, but he's showing that even in how he lives, that he's not going to give in or compromise to those who say things like, hey, you need to be circumcised to be saved. And he even talks at the beginning of this section about how he rebuked Peter to his face because he felt that Peter was kind of caving on some of these things or acting a certain way when the Gentiles were around, but when the Jews came around, well, then acting a different way around them. But we see some of this really explicitly stated, the doctrinal points when it says, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So there we see it uh, kind of this idea has been clear so far in the book of Galatians, but now, boom, it's just stated right out. And again, this is a truth that we need to affirm that we are not saved by the works of the law. Uh, that we are only saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And we are not saved uh, by the works of the law because we cannot be saved by the works of the law. We cannot keep the works of the law. And even if we try to rebuild that, as we see kind of there in verse 18, well, we prove ourselves to be sinners because the law will condemn us. Now, does that mean as Christians, we just forsake the law and we forsake doing what is right or doing what is good? No, And we get a good sense of why we live the Christian life as we see very famously in Galatians 2.20 where it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So now I seek to do the right thing, not just uh, because I want to do the works of the law. No, no, I, I do it through faith in Christ. And we see faith really is one of the central motivations to why we live the Christian life and why as Christians, we do seek to obey the law of God. We do seek to obey what God says uh, because we want to follow Christ and we trust Christ. So when he says, hey, love your neighbor as yourself, we trust him that that is good, that that is what is right. And so we seek to do it. And we see then in the New Testament, not so much this emphasis on the ceremonial aspects of the law, which seem to be fulfilled in Christ, but more of a focus on those moral aspects of the law, of loving God with everything we have, of loving our neighbor as ourselves, of walking in holiness and purity, things we see all throughout the New Testament. And we are motivated to do those things because of our faith in Christ. We have been crucified with him to ourselves, to our flesh. Um, and we now want to live a new life in him, through him, and for him. And that, again, is these are central things that our society needs to know there is going to be revival. We cannot be saved by being good enough. It is only through faith in Jesus Christ. And then that faith empowers a whole new kind of life. And we need to see more of that transformation in our own lives, in our own churches, and in this nation of America. Well, let's wrap up the story of a nation that was struggling as we look at Psalm 78, 67 through 72. And much of this psalm has been discouraging, as we have seen again and again uh, the Israelites being unfaithful, them forgetting God, 
But here in this last section, we see some things that God does. It says he, re- he rejected the tent of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah. Mount Zion, which he loves. He built his sanctuary like the high heavens, like the earth, which he has founded forever. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfold. So this nation that was forgetting and forgetting and not following God, God did something to help them. And it was really making David king and establishing his line. And now you're reading through first and second Kings and you're like, well, wait a minute. The line of David was not perfect. But let's even look ahead and understand where ultimately does the line of David lead to? It leads to Jesus Christ, the true King, our Savior and Messiah, and the hope for a sinful world. And so may we see really uh, what's the solution to all this sin that we see um, in Psalm 78. Ultimately, we know that it is the true son of David, Jesus Christ our Savior. He is the hope that we have. He is the hope for the United States of America. And we see that really confirmed as we really briefly in Luke 3, 31 through 38, we finish that genealogy. And that's where we are reminded uh, in that first verse today, verse 31, that Jesus was the son of David. And then we also see eventually the son of Adam, that Jesus succeeded where Adam failed. Jesus is the ultimate son of David, and he is our hope for us in our fallen humanity. So may we celebrate that message. May we resolve to declare that message to this nation and to the world as we point people to a true revival that can only come from the Bible. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.